the whole thing this morning is about contemplation, reflection. If you have a copy of the scriptures that I was talking about earlier, would you turn over to 1 Corinthians with me? 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 and following. Listen to God's word. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. This morning, we're going to take Holy Communion. This is the Christ table. It's for all that acknowledge and confess Jesus Christ as Lord. I told you last weekend, if you were here and if you went online, you heard, I told you we were doing a communion so you could prepare yourself, so you didn't just run in here saying, oh, no. You see, we're never going to be worthy. Worthy is Jesus. And the church said, but we need to prepare ourselves. We need to examine our hearts. And we'll do that in a few moments before we come to the table. You know, I was thinking about names of the Lord's Supper. In seminary, we studied on the sacraments. And we did a lot of study on communion. And it's known as three different words, probably even more, but I want you to fill these in today. It's known as the Lord's Supper. Fill that in. We hear that a lot. The Baptists have always been good about that. We, we say that a lot, the Lord's Supper. I, I guess we don't. I always say communion, but the Lord's Supper. Another one would be communion, holy communion. And that's a very popular term. And we say we're going to celebrate communion. We're going to go deep with Christ. We're going to be intimate with Him. It reminds us of this uh, deep, intimate experience between Christ and his followers. And then the other one is the Eucharist. Now, a little more high church, litur- liturgical church. I, I know y'all find it hard to believe, and I find it hard to believe now as a pastor of this church for 19 years, that I actually studied about liturgies when I went to seminary. It wasn't my favorite class, but it was interesting, the tradition of the church. And it was rich in meaning and rich in context. And, and the word Eucharist was one that, that you definitely learned about. It. And it's based on a Greek word. Write it out there. The Greek word means thanksgiving. Eucharist, thanksgiving. When we come to the table, it's humble children of the king. We give thanks. We give thanks that Christ gave his life. We give thanks that his blood was shed. We give thanks that the Father invites us to come. Take and eat this. Do it often in remembrance of me. It's a a wonderful thing that Christ followers have done for thousands of years. I want you to think with me for a moment. Recall your first communion. Can you remember that? Some of you can. You remember the first time you took communion as a believer. I remember the first time that I took communion as a believer. I was 19 years of age. I was a freshman at Troy University. Actually, it was Troy State then. And I remember taking communion. Since then, I've taken it so many times, I cannot remember how many times. I've taken it in the Holy Land, in the Garden of Gethsemane, and that was certainly a high and holy experience. I've taken it in here with you hundreds of times. 
I take it with our worship team as we did this morning. It's a rich, blessed experience. But I just want you to recall your first time. Your kids, so many of you have kids in our church. Your kids grow up in our church. I just got a thing on Facebook, and I thought it was interesting. There was a major. Can you imagine we having any majors at Christ Community? We have lots of majors at Christ Community over the years. And this one major was on the worship team, just like we always tend to have uh, military on the worship team. And I got this thing, and it just said, my son graduated from Baylor University yesterday. And I felt old because I remember chasing him through this room. You grow up. I don't know if he remembered his first communion. Maybe you remembered yours. Maybe you'll remember your grandchild's first communion. It's a time to pause. But let's fill it in. Remember. That's the big word there. Just remember. When you come to the table, you remember the grace of Christ. You remember the, the inviting, the, the shed blood, the love of Christ, the mercy of Christ. You remember the grace of God that he initiated, that God pursued you and invited you into a relationship. Isn't it, aren't you glad this morning and thankful that God remembered you and he invites you to come? Oh, rhetorical you think it is, huh? In the book of Revelation, we find an astonishing section. It only been 50 years since Jesus Christ walking on the face of the earth. And you have the book of Revelation, chapter 2, written to the church at Ephesus. And there's an indictment, there's a strong statement, nevertheless, I have this against you, you have left your first love, you have forgotten your first love. This morning, hear me, remember your first love. It should be Jesus. It better be Jesus. Don't give me this Sunday school answer. Oh, I know it's going to be Jesus, because you're probably right. But remember Jesus this morning. Look at the second word, repentance. That is a strong word. And the word repentance has to always be used in the proclamation of the gospel. The good news is not about Johnny feel good and do all the right things. The gospel always includes repentance. Star by your word repentance. Put an asterisk, put a star, put multiple stars there this morning. Repentance is the most biblical word I know. The word in the Greek is metanoia. Say that with me. Metanoia. You're saying, you're annoying me. No, that's not what I said. Metanoia. And it means to change your mind. And when we repent, it means, God, I change my mind on this circumstance, on this situation, and I think of you, and I think of the holiness of you, Father, and I turn, I repent, and I turn back to you, and I look to you, King Jesus. I repent. Communion means repentance. You come to the table not trusting because you think you're special, you think Christ is awesome, you think Christ is sufficient, and you say, Lord, I repent, I turn from that, I want to have fellowship with you. Lord, I change my mind this morning. A wise man once said it this way, a man is saved by faith alone, but faith that saves is never alone. It always has it with it repentance. I pray a prayer often. Lord Jesus, produce fruit in me today in keeping with repentance. I think it's found in Corinthians. And there he encourages us to have and display the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. 
And in keeping with repentance, produce this effect, produce this fruit in my life. No, God, in this room, give us repentance, that you produce repentance and faith that bears fruit, that bears honor to the glory of Christ. You know, God always calls us to repent. God always calls the redeemed man and woman to repent. It's a journey. It's a, it's a life of repentance is what I think this faith walk is. One passage says, Be zealous and repent, for behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man would have fellowship with me, I will come into him and him with me. Lord Jesus, I just want my friends today to have fellowship. Rich, meaningful fellowship. See, this meal today... It's not going to be like the meal you have at lunch. The one at lunch, it'll probably it'd be a lot more food, and you'll eat to your full, hopefully. Hopefully you have enough food. And for most of us, it's not my, if we had enough, we had too much. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yesterday, me and Donna were coming back from the beach, and we stopped in a place, and I chose to participate in coconut shrimp, and I had a few. Yeah. They never have all you can eat on coconut shrimp. I, I've never figured that out. Just, just a thought, just thinking. Somebody wants to start a restaurant, go ahead. Okay. Here, repentance. I, I want to give you a couple of things. I love this. Flirting with sin is like provoking the rattlesnake. Taking in sin is like gulping and imbibing salt water. Playing with sin is like playing with a boomerang and forgetting where you threw it out there. It'll come back, but it'll cost you your life. All I'm saying this morning is God wants you and I to repent. Just repent. You come to this table, you don't have to be perfect. He's perfect. But you have to be humble. You have to acknowledge your sin. You have to confess your sin to God. And ask Him to cleanse you by His precious blood. The cup. The cup represents the blood. So just remember that this morning as we come. Proverbs 28, 13. He who covers his sins will, shall not prosper. But whoever confesses and forsakes, he shall find mercy. This morning... See these tables? Everybody look right there. Don't look at me. I want you to look at those tables. That's the whole focus today. The center aisle, the tables, tables. But we're coming to the table. That's where I want you to focus today. On that table, on that body, on that blood. This morning, let me tell you how we're going to do it. It's going to be really cool. I've not done it this way. We're going to come to the table, and we're not going to usher you to the table. So I don't want the front row to go and the back row. We're going to have a worship set, more worship music. I just want you to go as the Spirit prompts you. Don't line up. Just kind of go and then go and, and sit and come to the altar and go. It'll be a great experience because remember when I started with this morning? I just wanted to encounter today. That's all I wanted for you and me today. I want you to experience the fullness of Christ to enjoy the presence of Jesus. Why did you come to worship today? I hope to enjoy Christ. And enjoy the meal at his table. Look at the third word, reconciliation. Great word. God died that we could be reconciled to the Father through his blood. This word reconciliation, it, it, it's a strong word. It's a powerful word. Um, you remember when you were in school and you needed to be reconciled with a friend? I don't know about you, but a lot of us guys, we would do that. Somebody irritated us. Somebody made us mad when we were young. What did we do? We hauled off and we gave them a... Did you do that with me, did you? You know, I wasn't a Christ follower to 19, so I did a lot of things I was ashamed of, okay? I still do things that I, 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 I'm ashamed of and I have to confess to the Lord. But I remember hitting people and being hit, you know, and you're like, man, and somebody like, oh, wouldn't you like to make it better and go over there and talk to Johnny? No, I wanted to hit him. He got just what I wanted to give him. 
Isn't that horrible? I had an Adamic sin nature that I battle today in Christ, but then it just came out. How many of you, I'm not going to ask you, but several of you guys probably, and the people are like, oh, no. I remember one time uh, before school, the guy I rode to school with, we had a fight one morning in junior high, and he decked me big time. It was awesome. I don't know what my problem was. Yeah, I do. Attitude. Have you ever had attitude before? Oh, yeah, okay. Somebody said, yeah, I got up with attitude. No, I'm not talking about your mate. I'm talking about do you have an attitude? Okay. Reconciling. We're reconciled to God, number one. Number two, then we reconcile with each other. You come to the table, it's about God reconciling you and me with him, with his son. And then reconciliation is about us reconciling one with the other. And when the people that didn't come to church today, we reconcile our life with them outside the church. Maybe they're Christians. Maybe they're not Christians. God wants us to be reconciled. But then we have a third thing to do. Then we tell people that aren't reconciled with God about the good news of Christ, that God reconciles man to himself through the shed blood of Christ. You're like, well, Keith, we live in the Bible Belt. It's okay. People don't understand the gospel biblically. Reconciliation. Just a few weeks ago, I did a funeral for a friend that I'd led to Christ many years ago. And I thought about how good it was that he trusted in the riches of Jesus. And that he was reconciled with his father and he was ready to go home. And we, we don't know when our last day is. We just want to get it right. I like the way the, new li- or the Living Bible says, God cleared the path for all things to come to him. God cleared the path. Isn't that a great way to look at it in repentance and reconciliation? God does the work. God clears the path. This morning, those tables, that's the clear path to the father. It's his heart. It's his demonstration. It's his expression. You know, this morning, some of you, they're like, nope, I I don't want to be reconciled. Wow, that would really be tragic today. Um, You know, maybe you're trying to... uh, you're trying to reconcile yourself. That's like taking a plastic hammer and going outside and trying to break up concrete. That is ridiculous. Plastic hammer is not going to break up concrete. And your good works and your own self-righteousness and your own religious activity is not going to reconcile you to God, but only the precious blood of Christ. This morning, that table says, God, you are enough. Your finished work did it. That's how I'm accepted. See, I get caught up sometimes in performance and wanting to do. I don't have to do. It's done. Now, my faith needs to be alive and active and vibrant, and so do yours. And it expresses itself that I have real repentance and real faith. But God, you've already done it. I love that. We're new in Christ. We're reconciled. And then there's just a little section I want to give you some words here. They're they're not in your notes. Just some verbs. Verbs are active. Listen to them. The word took. Jesus took the normal, mundane, simple ingredients of life called bread. He just took it. He, another word would be blessed. He blessed them. Jesus blessed the table. He blessed the elements. We'll do that this morning. I love that. Then he, he broke the bread. We'll break the bread. Matter of fact, this morning, we're going to invite you to break off your own bread. We never do that. We always have it cut up for you or whatever. Today, you're going to put your hand on the tea towel, and I'll remind you in a minute, because we're trying to keep it's sanitary and not germ deal. And so we're going to ask you to put your hand on the cloth. Somebody say that with me because I want to make sure everybody understands it. We're going to put a hand on the cloth. So I'm going to put my hand on the cloth. And that's to stabilize the bread. And then I'm going to take my other hand, and hopefully I didn't just cough in it, and I'm going to pull the bread. I'm going to break the bread. This morning, I'm wanting this experience because I want you to think about what it costs 
The brokenness of Jesus. Oh, it's, it's a rich thing. And then what does he do? He gives. He gives that we can have life. I love that. Then there's encounter. I've been talking about encounter today. I'm hoping you're walking out. What did your preacher talk about today? He just wanted an encounter with Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that what every preacher should want you to encounter Jesus? Wait a minute. Shouldn't every pastor just want you to encounter Jesus? I mean, that's the goal. I mean, you're like, well, man, I just like the rock guitar. I like the drums. I like the music. I like the lights. I sleep during church. Ah, I like it, you know, whatever. Somebody already asked me today, can we bring the brown chairs out of the foyer in here? And my answer is, certainly not. First of all, who could afford those chairs for every one of you? And man, will we be a bunch of pumped up, lazy, sleeping people? I mean, that would just really encourage me to look out and all y'all are asleep. I mean, I've already had to deal with that, you know, on my own. But anyway, right, let's go. The other thing is verb, just proclamation, expectation. So when we take the meal, I proclaim Jesus Christ died. I expect him to come again. Feeling these with me quickly. Communion. A powerful remembrance of the sacrifice of Christ. Number one, we must acknowledge that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The scripture is real clear. Is it going to come up? It's Romans here. There it is. For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. That's you. That's me. We fall short. Look at the second one with me. It's very important. We must recognize as sinners that as sinners, we're all in desperate need of a Savior. Today, if somehow you don't think you're in need of Christ anymore, or you've never been in need of Christ, you have deceived yourself, you have fooled yourself, today you need Him. Look at what the Scripture says. It's going to come on the screen. The purpose of my instruction is simply this, that all believers would be what? Would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a genuine faith. Lord, this morning, help us to recognize. Third thing, we must acknowledge that Jesus took our punishment. He did. And he paid our penalty. I mean, complete. I'm going to give you a scripture for that. Out of the book of Colossians. I love this. You were dead, the scripture says, because of your sin and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away then god made you alive with christ for he forgave all our sins he canceled the record of charges against us he took them away and he nailed them to the cross hallelujah now let me tell you something a lot of you miss this so right now there's a picture going to come up i took it the other day in the foyer now i'm going to explain something i haven't taught this in years and jeff said i don't think you've even done it since i've been here and he's been here five years i went man shame on me See, we're a contemporary church, and people say, y'all have no symbolism in the contemporary church. You have these dark rooms, and it's great for dramas, and it's great for music, and it's great for worship. But, 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 but hello? When you walk through the foyer, how many of you walked through the foyer this morning? Every one of you. I know somebody go, no, I didn't. I came through here. Bad example. Okay, all, most of us came through the foyer. What color is that wall? Red. Crimson. Oh, you're an Alabama fan. We can tell. Okay. Wall's getting painted blue this week. Okay, all right. Maybe orange. Okay, all right, red. Crimson. We come through the Passover wall. When we painted that wall, I wanted it red because I wanted it to be the Passover wall. In the Old Testament, they came through the way of the Passover. The blood was applied to the doorpost. When you walk through, it is a symbol of the Old Testament. But it does not stop there. Right in the middle of that red Passover, excuse me, red crimson wall, what do you see? The cross. Nails in it. New Testament. Matter of fact, it happened in this room. I preached on that verse I just shared out of Colossians. And we all went and we nailed our sins. So when you come to that room, I want you to start looking up. I want your eyes to begin to elevate and go, 
I'm going to worship. I'm putting my worship on. I'm giving it my best. I'm going to meet the king of kings. Amen? And that's what we come in here. And some of you come in here, you can't wait. And some of you are like, dude, I'm so late. I know somebody asks me all the time, Pastor, can we start the 1015 service? Crud, no. It would start at 1030. And then 1030 would be 1045. Just get here on time, okay? Some of you are like, is he irritated? No, not bad. I just want you to experience the fullness of Christ. I want you to enjoy Jesus. Fourth, we must examine ourselves and acknowledge we're guilty. We have to examine. This morning we're going to examine in just a few moments. Lord Jesus, I fall short. Look at the scripture with me. simply says, that is why we should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. Examine your heart. Matter of fact, let's stop right here. Let's, let's just have a prayer right here. Lord Jesus, help us right now to be still. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to search our heart. Examine us and see if we even be in faith in Jesus. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to search our hearts and see if there be any sin against you, Father, or against others. Show us our sin. Show us our need for our Savior. Give us courage now to confess those sins to you. Confess those to the Lord. Wash over our pride, our lust, our hypocrisy, our arrogance, our deception, whatever our sin, wash over it by the blood of Christ and be forgiven. In Jesus' name, amen. The fifth one, the last one. We must marvel that in despite of our disobedience, God welcomes us to the table. I love that. Broken, sinful humanity. God initiates and invites you and me to that table. And he says, come. Come to the table and do it in remembrance of me so this morning we're going to go to the table and we're going to enjoy the presence of christ and it's going to be rich here's what i want to do i want us to do some body life for a few minutes if chris would move toward the piano or keyboard or something somebody and i want us just to have just a few moments of prayer right before we get ready to celebrate communion i'll come back and talk about that but I just wanted to teach today on communion, and I want us to experience some body life, some, some prayer. Some of you are like, man, I don't know what body life means. It just means we pray for one another. It means we stand, we admit we're weak, we admit we're uh, uh, a failure, we admit our accomplishments, we give praise to God. We, something we're just acknowledging, God, I need prayer. So right now, if the lights, if you'll just lower them down just a little bit for this point, you can come back up in a minute, just lower them just a little bit. And I just... No, that's good. Don't go too far. And I, I just want you to stand. Would some of you just begin to stand right now. Chris, if you'll just play. And some of you just, that's right. I'm in a whole row right there. Come on, come on, church. There's many people gathered. There's some needs. There's some. All right, now, if you see somebody standing, would you just move over to them, put your hands on them, ask them how you can pray for them. Come on, church. People down here in the front, they want to receive prayer. No. Okay. So people get prayer. Come on. 
Let's pray, church. Father, right now, I love this time in the church. It just makes Jesus the center. And we show our need for prayer. Just, Lord, meet us in this place. God, you have been good to us. You have been faithful to us when we have been faithless. And you have loved us with an everlasting love, Lord Jesus. You sing over us this morning. Great is your faithfulness. New are your mercies every day. And Lord, the Bible says we are new in Christ. The old is gone, the new has come. Help us to grow in repentance and faith this morning. Father, minister to the person that's discouraged and down today. Lift their soul to you. Father, for the person that is blessed, we give you thanks. Father, for the person that needs healing in their body, we ask for the healer, the power in Jesus' name that we sing about to be released in the living room today. Lord, for the person that's depressed, we pray they would overcome that. For the person that has run from you, that they would run home to the Savior today. You're saying, come home, come to the table. So today, Jesus, we want to come to the table you've set. It's a lavish table. It's a table for children of the King. Lord, I'm just reminded quickly of Mephibosheth. I love that name. King Saul's grandson. And David remembered him. And he said, Mephibosheth, you shall dine at my table, you crippled boy, all the days of your life. And Jesus, this morning, I'm crippled and so are my friends. And we come to this table saying, Lord, I'm crippled. Heal me. Receive me. I receive more of you, Jesus. Meet us today, mighty God. Meet us today. You're a great God. You're a faithful God. You're the greatest God of all time. You're the God of heaven. Majestic is your name, O God. You're to be praised from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody in this church today, give Jesus some praise. Come on, church. Lift him up this morning. I want to hear your voices. Lift him up. Come on, lift up the king. Let's put our hands together. Lord Jesus, we praise you, Lord. That's right. I ain't letting no rock beat me. I'm going to shout the rocks. You're saying, well, you let your rock. I'm going to do this for all eternity. I'm getting up. Are you getting up? All right. Lord, thank you. That was, that was sweet. Here's what we want to do. We're going to come to the table today. And in this table experience, I want to show you what I'm talking about. Now, we've got a couple of songs that are playing. Oh, this feels good down here, man. I know I just killed video. Y'all get creative back there. Do something on the screen. But I'm just having fun. See, preachers love to do this. You just love to touch people. Man, I love you, brother. You see, we're family. Do y'all think we're family? Hey, brother, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Good morning. He was praying, man. He was spiritual. Hey, man, that's awesome. All right, there's two tables, and there's a lot of you. And you're coming to the table. Now, now watch. I, I want everybody to look real good. I'm just trying to do this because I know some people are freaking out, okay? So don't. Put your hand right there, okay? The hand on the cloth. And just take the other hand, and I want you to pinch off the precious body of Christ. His body broken. 
And then I want you to take it and I want you to dip it in the cup. And then I want you to put your hand, I want you to cup it under that. And it might even drop on you. Wouldn't it be awesome? That's better than dropping on a carpet, but here's why. I want you to think about the blood of Christ. Every time it drops on me, I think about that cost Jesus everything. And then I want you to receive this sacrament. And then I want you to go back to your chair or I want you to go to that altar. But right now, church, this is so cool. Ushers don't know what's going on and I'm just trusting Jesus. People just get up. Just somebody come. Come on. I'm standing here by myself. Come on, family. And then in a minute, you can come. Don't be in a hurry. Just relax. My friend created a word called chillax. 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 Enjoy the presence of Jesus. Worship team, lead us to the throne. We're family. Let's participate. You could maybe take your bread back to your seat and receive your sacrament. I don't know. But blessed be the name of Jesus.